This is JFM Podcast. Every day, feel our airways. Morning, the national chairman of the police community relations. From the regular. It is time for us to unite and move the step forward. To the absurd. The seven president has sent prayers to your members. News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is they will say motivation. I mean, the page. Yeah, the motivation and even the moral. And then we don't produce, we consume. You see, the social investment program was almost like a charity funding. Did it reach the poorest? of the poor and in what form you borrowed and dashed people money dashed every weekday from 5 p.m to 6 p.m join ponsa fanab and gilbert joseph on nigeria at sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues bringing lights darkness and voices silence because as i am now i'm a very confused man because whether to go to left or go to right Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsang Fanab. It's a beautiful Monday, it's a new working week, 26th of February 2024. Gilbert, good evening, how's your day and how's, how was the weekend? Good evening, Ponsang. Good evening, yeah, good evening, Ponsang. It was a good weekend. Um, partly busy, of course I did try to avoid being busy um, in the and last Arsenal weekend. won their match yeah, didn't they okay yeah, convincingly okay yes convincingly 4-1 um, I'm sure you were uh, you received that news with some mixed feelings um, considering you have no sympathy zero sympathy for the Arsenal yeah but um, there's pretty nothing we can do about it. I um, I, I have because anytime you know Arsenal is winning, <laughs> I have a friend you know El Cash is a is a is a diehard Arsenal fan, and anytime if we're together and he's watching Arsenal, you know he doesn't uh, even if I'm talking, hey, you know that's how he goes, and and then uh, I I always tell him that I just pray that. Uh, uh, they win your team today, so because if they win them, I I wouldn't want to believe that the world is coming to an end, you know. Uh, but how people take football, uh, I mean, just like you know the song "Waiting You Love," no be waiting I love, you know, waiting I love, I do and so. I I I particularly love that song by Ashakia. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, I think people that just it, have to see you when that song is played. One of my best songs. Uh, one of my. Because I, I just dance. goes, um, hey, hey, yeah. yeah, I have to dance. It's one of my best songs, Gilbert. Well, Gilbert, let me tell you a story that happened to me. Okay. I I hadn't you know petrol in my car, and then I had some little money. I was contemplating to either take petrol or park the car and then use public transport to work. And then I said, no, I'm just going to, you know, risk it. So I took the car, you know, drove to Jenny's filling station. Let me let me be very specific. Jenny, the one that along, you know, the building material. Yeah. I told the lady that I want to do POS, you know, at Jenny's. So I want to do POS. To my shock, the girl said that they don't have internet on the POS, that I will have to hotspot her, you know, on the POS. <laughs> I, I was almost getting angry. I, I said, what kind of, you know, a, I'll hustle to make money and you're making me hustle. It's like I'm dashing your money. So I gave Jenny my data, my money, 
and you know it it doesn't make sense you know i, I have to call you know the management out I, the girl didn't even approach me in a very polite way to say sir uh we don't have it, it's it's see it's not See, people are very frustrated, and you have to. Well, if, has done if, the dragging, but I no, understand. No, if someone, no, if someone comes to your place of business, you have to treat them nicely. True. And true. Jenny's Philly Station, you have to do well to. That's right. Yeah, you That's have to. Right. You have to treat people with some respect. You have to, you know, make sure that your customers, you know, uh, enjoy the best of you know services. And she was very rude to say ah, that uh, if I don't, you know, hotspot that there's no how I can. I say me with my money. I hustle money and you are telling me I should hustle to spend the money on your business that they are using to pay you. It doesn't make sense. I think that people should, uh, people should, uh, because we're in the environment that don't respect cause I don't, I don't tolerate it. And I have to, I was just looking at the girl, you know, I was just looking at how she was going about, you know, doing the whole thing. I was just, I wanted to say, who is your manager? Can I speak with uh, the person? But it's very, very rude. Uh, it's very rude. Uh, this is not the first, you know, complaint. My friends, oh, you know, will always tell me about, you know, that particular Jenny's filling station. I have to call them out on air. And I'm not, you know, uh, people deserve the best. Value for money is, uh, I mean, you're not getting enough money and someone wouldn't make, uh, give you value for your money. It doesn't make sense. People should be, res we should be respecting each other, you know, in this society. For the fact, I have different options. Very but true. I, I came to your place of business. I think that I deserve some respect and some honor. Very true. You know, Very don't tell true. me that I should hotspot and you are making me, making it look as if it's a privilege you are giving me to serve you. Come on, I don't do that. I, I admire your, you know, the courage to speak out. Ordinarily, if I were in your shoes, I think what would happen is they would end up not seeing me again. And I probably wouldn't have spoken about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe this is the last pains. time. Yeah, maybe this is the last I, time. I, I see the pain with which you're speaking, and that's quite understandable. And people have to do better, not just in the line of business. You know, personality-wise, you have to present yourself as worthy of you character. Just, yeah, you just employ to people. with other people. Yeah, mm -hmm. because everybody is looking for a yeah, job, and if yeah. they see advertisement and mm -hmm. you pay them, you know, uh, you, you don't train them on how to relate with people. There are places that I go. I'm not going to mention names. Mm -hmm. Businesses that I go. And what keeps me, you know, what takes me back to that place again is just the smile. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, you don't know the, if the someone is character. having a rough day, Very you know. True. You smile yeah. at him. How was your day? You know, you even joke, you know. True. I hope you... And, and the person what? will come back Regardless again. Regardless of, you know, I, I, I mean... Perhaps in the end, this lady would regret her actions if she gets to find that, you know, you have reported the organization and whatnot. But I, I, um, yeah. people just have to do better, regardless of who you meet, wherever it is that um, the situation permits you to meet. You just have to treat people better. And it's the biggest take. It's the biggest lesson for all of us. Yeah, me, I don't tolerate it. Um, I'm not going to hustle my money and you make me to hustle to spend it. It's not going to happen with me. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Gilbert, what stories have you followed? Before, the before we go there, we're here celebrating, yes, um, someone last Friday. Yeah. Um, the wife of our good friend, yeah. Elizabeth Igele Parkim. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I do, I, I forgot, <laughs> madam, you know, I, I, I'm sorry that I forgot, you know, to uh, wish you a happy birthday. Uh, 
Uh, Madam Elizabeth is someone that I, I admire. I mean, the, how she, they have a very smooth working relationship with her husband. The they husband, work in the true, same office. True. Uh, and I, I love how, you know, the she cooperates, you know, with uh, my you dear can, friend. You can see how you also, be. it means yeah. the wife has been there supportive, you know, and She's being a strong her best from, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Strong pillar is the right thing to and say. And I, I always joke with uh, my friend, Poikim, I said, when I saw his kids, I said, where did your boys get this fine skin, you know? I love the skin tone of flesh. Yeah, and he said, I said, you know, I know God, at least I, do, I know his late mom, but I don't know his late father. Uh, and I know that you know, people are largely not fair. I know that they are going to come <laughs> for my head. And then he said, no, it's his you know, mother-in-law. I said, aha, you know, that is, you makes it. sense. You know, makes sense to me right now. Hot as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday to you, uh, Mrs. Uh, Poikim. I pray that, we pray that God will bless you immensely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Gil, but uh, yeah. let's I mean, talk about the cool, um, the dispelling of the cool rumors or reports that the defense headquarters had caused to come out to say, look, um, nothing like that. The president hasn't had any reason to summon an emergency meeting by virtue of the reports of um, reported coups, uh, you know, that came out in the day and all that. Um, for me, it took me down to the, the period in between the victory announcement of Mr. President. And by the way, it's about one year, you know, since he was declared winner by Professor Mahmoud Yakubo. Yeah, yeah. Clocked one year yesterday. Yeah, 20th uh, yes, of February. Yes, yes. You know everything that greeted, you know, that period in yeah. between, yeah, and up till the moment of his inauguration. It was people saying, look, um, certain people are attempting coup, you know, and people having to come out to say, look, nobody's attempting coup. Um, and we're yet here. We're here again, you know. For me, the biggest concern is that the president has to do the right thing. He has to understand that he's dealing with real human beings who are undergoing so much pain, yeah, and so, so much po- I mean, suffering. The pressure, That's, thank you. The pressure, Gilbert, is is just too much. Yeah, I it's mean, enormous, and, and 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 you know the constant fluctuation of the prices of, prices of goods. You buy, you buy, you know, sachet oh water, God. what we call pure water today. You buy it for maybe uh, five naira, for example. Tomorrow is seven naira. You know, the day after tomorrow is uh, it's something ten naira. It's I mean, some it, bread. Yeah. Bread again for crying out loud. I, I said it on this program. People, so noodles. People can't afford these basics. I think it's 18,000 Yeah, we're we heading to, yes. We are, or even 20. I heard 20. Yeah. Someone said 20. Where are we heading to? And I mean, where is going to be the end? For me, you see, if you'd ask me one thing, I, if I'll have the opportunity to speak with Mr. President, please reverse the fuel subsidy that you removed by virtue of just one pronouncement. That was an let's, impulsive decision, Gilbert. My brother. It was an impulsive let's decision. Let's revert to status quo. Please. I don't know who has, you know, the president's ears. And, you know, they keep... The people, man has to listen. Yeah, the people, the people, you know, around here keep saying that, no, they are setting the foundation. I don't understand that, you know, the government is doing all its best, you know, within its own... Making reforms. Yes. They, they like to call, the, the, the make mention of the words reform. But again, who are you making the reforms for? It's for the benefit of the people. And if the people say that, look, we are tired, we're hungry, and then you stop the people, you know, from protesting. I mean, it's like it's giving me a feel of a repressive society. Exactly. It's like, you know, that, no, that's not Korea. That's the point, really. Yeah. That's the point. But suffering. it was, they were a product of protest. Yes. These same political parties. Yes. Why are people too quick to forget things? Yes. You know, so I, I doesn't, mean, doesn't uh, I don't know. And by the way, he set up an economic advisory. Is it council? Yes, just about yesterday. 
mm. um, from public and private um, enterprises. Individuals we have national economic council. council. We have you know, different an advisory. And I, what, I, how I'm convinced ta- are we that he would even listen or hearken to the advice? No, the pro- the issue, Gilbert, is that taxpayers will be paying these people. <laughs> you can't bring Elumelu. He's not going to do free job now. Taxpayers will be paying these people. They are going to use our money to be paid. Oh, Dangote, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's... And, and, you know, the border has been closed. Open the border. And then if there's... Uh, because obviously we're having insecurity problems. And then you shut the border. Our farmers can't go to farm. Hmm. Because if they go to farm, they get killed. And then the border is not open. What do you want people to do? Hmm. Of course, there will be a lot of, you know, sharp practices. Because people will like to take advantage you know, of the situation. Of the yeah. Survival of the And for those who are... Because I, I see some people, you know, supporting this uh, call for uh, a coup d'etat in Nigeria. Let me see. For the fact that your political party didn't win... The election doesn't mean that uh, you calling for trees, uh, uh, coup d'etat. I think that is treasonable. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, and, for and, me, it's, it's, and, it's and, treason. And these people can't come out to do them. Yeah, for do you me, understand? Yeah, it's treason. You don't. You, these for the people fact that, can't come out yeah, to do the them because they, they know there will be consequences. Of course. Um, it's it's just not it. It's we need, we need uh, to start thinking man, of no, Nigeria. No, no, no. As a corporate, no, no, no. is for all we, of we, us. We have to struggle to make the system work. Yeah. Regardless of what we're facing, whatever it is we're facing now, I think if anything, to the credit of Mr. President, he has proven over time that he listens. There are times when he has to, you know, um, go back on his words or on certain decisions. But the harder ones are the ones he has to take. He has to just listen and, you know, make life better and more reasonable for Nigerians. I think that's what we have to continue to insist on. The fact that he needs to make the system to work. Yeah. That's it. And not talk <sighs> about coups and all of that. Um, I mean, it's, it's going not the, back to the Stone Age yeah, and all that. It's yeah, uncalled for. Yeah, well, well, I think that uh, Nigeria has come of age. We don't want any military no, no, you know, no, intervention. No, no. And I'm so happy with what the, the chief of defense staff said, uh, uh, General uh, Christopher Musa. He said, look, if you're calling, uh, we're loyal to the Constitution. We're loyal, mm-hmm. you're loyal to uh, even democracy, mm-hmm. the very idea of democracy mm-hmm. you know, itself. And he made commit, strong commitment that the army will uh, protect Nigeria's democracy. And I think that that is a very upright, uh, upright thing to do and yeah. honorable at yeah. that. Let's play this inside, Professor Olawale, you know, outlining what the CBN is doing to make sure that they save the Nara uh, because it's like the doll. I really want to see a cartoon maybe uh, from Bulama or somebody, you know, <laughs> depicting how the dollar is dealing with the Naira. Mm-hmm. When we come back, two guests will help us to understand this economic hardship and how to make sense of it, if at all we can ever make sense of it. Stay here. I think it's an attempt to ensure that uh, players can, you know, plan, that there can be some predictability. And I think that's a pragmatic response. Uh, So I I certainly will not uh, fault it. Uh, One thing about development of countries trying to navigate uh, development, national development, economic development, is that they must be ready, policymakers must be ready to be agile and they must be ready to be, uh, to, to experiment. So I would say that uh, that, that, that was a, a good response. And certainly you cannot, you, you would actually do havoc in terms of uh, uh, the, the marketplace, helping people to plan, 
and the prices will keep moving in a yo-yo manner. So probably this is an attempt to try to begin to hurt uh, the market uh, towards some uh, measure of stability. I think we have to separate the central bank before the appointment of Mr. Cardoso. You remember there was some sort of interregnum. And uh, even at that time, well, we started with Mr. Mefili. There was an interregnum. There were issues uh, of probe and so on and so forth. So that, that certainly suggests that in, in that period, uh, there was not the necessary level of stability to be able to think holistically about things. But since Mr. Cardoso took over, uh, one would expect that while there will not be inst complete institutional stability, however, there would be a movement towards being able to look back and look forward. So I would I, I would say that uh, they've done well enough. It would be uh, uh, it would be a bit presumptive, and I know for the public, uh, you know, business persons who are being hit by the uncertainties, uh, there is no. Uh, excuse, uh, but I think under the difficult circumstances, I would say that they're doing fairly well. What I would not like, and what everyone who like who loves Nigeria should advocate, is that nothing should be done, you know, by panic measures. Uh, we should try to be a bit more evidence based uh, in what we do. Uh, but there, there, there needs to be clarity and probably. A communication around the strategy. Uh, and I think uh, for me, I'm trying, we're, we're waiting to see that communication about the strategy. We'll get past the, the volatility. Uh, but you remember that when uh, Mr. Soludo was, was uh, central bank, it was very clear there was some journey plan, FSS 2020. Uh, consolidation of the banks and so on and so forth. Uh, that was very clear. So uh, we want a return to that measure of, uh, of, of, of strategic thought uh, uh, at the central bank. I, my personal view, a uh, very humble view, is that since uh, Mr. Soludo uh, left, we did, the other central bank governors had not sort of tried to follow through, had not tried to really look at uh, you know the national competitiveness uh, and of course we we had a veering into unorthodox uh, measures which admittedly uh, has left us uh, very uh, very badly done hello there very good evening to you and the program is nigeria sunset uh, welcome back you just heard from professor olawale my name is ponsa Akana. my name is gilbert joseph we have dr philip nyango uh he's here with us he's a uh, teacher i prefer the word teacher not a lecturer because uh, people who teach they teach from the heart uh, he's a teacher with the university of Jos. thank you for coming and good evening sir yeah good evening Ponsak. Uh, good evening gilbert good evening listeners out there i'm glad to be here once more yeah. um the economy is quite biting and gruesome. Of course. Thank um, you for your time through the pins <laughs> yeah. to show up here. Yeah. A great pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we have uh, an erudite journalist, uh, Mr. Joseph Adudu, publisher of uh, African Drum Magazine. 
Thank you for coming and good evening, sir. Good evening, Ponsa. Good evening, uh, Gilbert. Good evening, listener. Congratulations. I saw that you published you know, hard copy. Would you like to tell us about that? Uh, because I know that back in the day, we used to get African drum hard copy. But what <laughs> happened? You know, uh, Is it that the economy has uh, been fair to you right now that you've resumed back to publishing hard copy? Uh, for Zach, yeah. you can't take me off my feet. No, 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 but it's the truth. Am I saying anything that is... <laughs> well, we thank God for everything. Yeah. And uh, uh, as a publisher, mm. I'm a businessman. Yeah. yeah and uh, taking that into consideration, you have to weigh all options. And uh, it, it has been a very terrible time from 2015 and up to this moment. Yeah. And I know... Um, also taking into account the situation at that very moment, we had to streamline our activities to meet up with the challenges at the moment. And I know um, over the years, from that 2015 to last year, we were you know, producing maybe four or five times a year. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, with the uh, coming of this administration, so to say, and the improvement in the economic uh, situation, especially in Plateau State anyway, uh, you can see that... Uh, from October up to February, we've been very constant on the news time. All right. So we thank God for everything. And we hope that uh, it uh, continues. By God's grace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Uh, Nyango, let's, yeah. let, let me start with you. How are you finding, what adjustments are you, uh, have you made to cope in this difficult or to navigate your way in this difficult economic uh, terrain that we have, the economic hardship that we're all facing in Nigeria? Well, I would say quite putting me on the spot there. But I must say, um, the harsh reality... Yeah, I mean, the reason for the question is yeah. economy is very personal. Yeah. And everybody has exactly. to make personal adjustment, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the reality of um, what we all face in this country is uh, biting on all sectors and all persons, all, all the economic frames and the classes, the strata of economic life in this country are affected. Um, and for me, as a scholar within the university, I must say, a pupil scholar at that, I must say, um, it's, it's quite daunting and biting to, to, to express uh, sincerely. And um, the other day I was expressing to, to some colleagues that the, the more you acquire knowledge, it appears the poorer you become within the confines of our economy and our country. Which is um, a very sad reality. Uh, I guess I went for an election last year and I was uh, murmuring to some colleagues that um, my my mentors and the top echelon brass within the university, the university dons, sincerely, I, I just was comparing and saying, not really looking... Uh, so compelling to want to propel the kind of commitment to growing through the ranks. Mm. And why is this so? The kind of entrenched, deliberate policies of government to implement poverty for these outstanding personalities that drive national reason and national development. Having said that, I think personally I've had to adopt measures of conservative management of this reality. Yanking of privileges, taking off uh, personal austerity. Yeah, uh, uh, adopting the realities, taking to uh, local sourcing of available goods and services to survive. 
And I must say that um, living within the means of uh, my earnings has been my reality. Yeah. And it's been worth the while. I must say, expanding the sources of um, earning has also been an avenue of survival. Uh, I've not reduced the hustle is getting more tough. Exactly. Yeah. I've had to expand the, the scope of baking the cake. And, uh, and I must say, it's helped me to survive. And um, sincerely, the. The adoption of um, some spiritual measures, but there's no economic spirituality. But uh, the adoption of (laughs) the reality of um, divine provision also has been uh, with um, the, I would say, application of diligent hard work around expanding avenues of earning. So um, surviving and navigating these tough times um, for me, has been a makeshift. You know, of, you've um, been all through what you're yeah. saying. Uh, you've been using a word which I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. But yeah. uh, for someone who is highly skilled like you, using the word survival, 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 instead of thriving. You know, I believe in thriving instead of you know uh, survival. But and that's the reality. It's survival. Well, it's survival. You, you battle to you battle to pay bills to make your words. Um, get even the barest minimum you battle to make um make ends meet with bills of even nutrition mm-hmm. you battle you battle to make ends meet with even moving to go to work it's it's as gruesome as that so um imagine for for a scholar within within the every toy in this country mm-hmm. this is the stark reality okay then you then you would want to imagine what the unemployment figures are and what the reality would be within that frame you'd want to then ask questions around what really would be the underemployed reality in this country now for those honorable senior citizens that have served this country and are now in retirement rather than enjoy the comfort of um, the reward of their diligent service in this country, you now would be grappling with the reality in comparison to what your own experience is. When you look at how gory it is for your own survival in active service, you want to... It is no wonder. It is no wonder the harvest of demises across, across even the ivory towers. You find avoidable demises. Okay, Which is, is, I am not divine, but mm. you find ailments that are, are unexplainable and largely inclined towards austerity. And the reality is that the situation is so dire, so so yeah. dire and so difficult mm. that um, I, I think we must continue to adopt these measures of driving deliberate production to uh, weather this storm and move out of this situation, regardless of the subsisting realities All around right. us. Well, Mr. Joseph Adudo, I mean, I don't know how you're finding, uh, maybe you respond to some of the things that he said. Uh, I mean, if highly skilled people, he's a medical doctor, he teaches uh, uh, in the university, and then what he has been saying, survival, survival, survival. It's just like the caveman, you know, who forages and to uh, gather food, you know, to eat. Uh, What does it, I mean, what's your response to all that you've heard him say? Well, uh, thank you very much, Ponsak. Um, I think uh, um, uh, this uh, the situation that uh, we face in this country over the years has been uh, it, it's just like a similar thing. What we are experiencing now is an aggravation 
of uh, what has been happening over the years. Uh, we have a country that does not prioritize, you know, its activities. We have a country that uh, the, the leaders, you know, to me, do not uh, care about its citizen. We have a country that uh, its leaders does not even believe, I mean, do not believe in the country. And so I, I think that is the crux of the matter. Because um, I have said this uh, severally, you know, that uh, our problem is uh, foundational. Mm. I always had discussion with my, some of my colleagues, and I said I don't believe in this country. The entity called Nigeria is fake because there is no time. Well, but um, um, I just want to make a point. This is a creation of the Constitution. No, you see, don't let us go deeper. If you are talking of the constitution, which constitution? 1999 constitution that starts with a lie that we, the people of Nigeria, when did you and I and other segments of the society ever come together to come up with that document to rule us or to serve as an instrument to we guide? Have, we, yeah, but Adudu, have, you understand? Have heroes passed, and these are people we hold in high esteem, Mr. Adudu. They, they, they formed part of, you know, they came together to put their heads and then come up with resolutions that you find in that document. So and I'm entitled to my opinion regarding their resolution. Under See, the law, under the constitution. No, under the constitution. Yes. For instance, is it a bad thing for somebody to say that he wants to break away? But the mode or the, 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 the manner in which you seek to break away matters. Because if you have a cause, no matter how genuine it is, if you don't know how, how to present it, you will undermine the objectives. And so the point I'm making here is that I said the problem of Nigeria is foundational. Because there is no time the different ethnic nationalities that make up the country ever agree to coexist. It's a fact, whether you like it or not. The 1914 amalgamation, or uh, what you call, some people call marriage of inconvenience, it's a fact. Because you may ask the question, on whose interest was that amalgamation? Is it in the interest of the different ethnic nationalities that were living independently on their own or the colonial masters? The answer is obvious. So in 1960, there was the need to address that particular issue. Do we need to coexist? And if the answer was the, in the affirmative, then the basis of our coexistence ought to have been clearly defined. That is the number one problem. And so because that was not done, you are bringing people from different backgrounds and then you lump them to coexist. And even from that beginning, the instrument that guide us, okay, you know, it stipulates areas of distrust. You have quota system. Why do you have quota system? Quota when system everybody is not, can. It's not just in Nigeria. No, 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 no. See, where else? Even and the if US, you know, there's quota even, system. Even if you, know, even if, you, if you look at how it is being, you know, uh, uh, executed here, the zonal uh, system that even if you have the best in a particular zone, no, he cannot aspire because it is not his own. So what I'm trying to say here is that already our problem is foundational. So it, it has grown over the years to a level that we have found ourselves today. So um, having said that, I think 
what is lacking. Because despite all that has happened, 1914, 1916 and upward, there was still opening for remedy. But why that has not been forthcoming is because Nigeria as a country has been unable to find the right person. The problem of Nigeria is leadership. I will come to you on something something very, very instrumental. But let's talk to Dr. Yeah. Philip. I'm returning to you. Uh, let's look at tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. Yeah. NLC, you mm. know, 14-day ultimatum. Yeah. And that is set to expire tomorrow. And look at the position of the federal government urging this body, TUC and NLC, you know, to continue to explore dialogue in finding the solutions to some of the problems that we're facing right now. For how long can we, you know, um, rely on dialogue and all of the attendance benefits that it can bring? 14-day ultimatum, wow. and nothing is yet to be heard. Well, the, the reality for our, for our collective existence as, as a nation is we cannot abandon the, the table of dialogue because the consequences of, um, I would say, non-dialogue are indeed still available and entrenched amongst us. So dialogue will perpetually remain the remedy to whatever conflicts we face. Having said that, I think that, again, the, the, the deliberate neglect of responsibility by establishments also is inviting for exploration of non-dialogue remedies for conflicts, which again uh, underscores the the dare situation we're in. Okay, Now, in this reality, there must be a balance because this is an obvious dilemma where we're between the devil and the deep blue sea. Now, in this situation, the NLC, the federal government cannot allow the citizenry to continue to experience the outcomes of actions of failed agreements and an obvious conflict by these two parties as against the reality of citizens. Hmm. Our, this is the reality. And, and I'm saying this without missing words because Nigerians are going through immense difficulty. And I don't share in the fact that we continue experiencing disruptions to our reality, to our collective existence because agreements have failed to be implemented. There are people who don't have any factor around these agreements. There are people who have no... The NURT has conflicts. There is, there is a protest. There is a shutdown. Um, tertiary institutions have um, emoluments and wages unpaid. There are disruptions on national scale. Okay? If you look at the reality of this situation, the market woman, the woman I buy Akara from daily as I move out to try to survive, for God's sake, what's the import of the protest on this? You coming to work tomorrow, what's the import? As it is, we have experienced disruptions upon disruptions upon disruptions that end up ceremonially being sorted out at the expense of our collective existence. So I, think there must, I think there must be innovative ways of finding these agreements to be implemented properly. And I dare say, activism must reinvent itself in this country. We must find innovative ways mm. of putting pressure on the very responsible entities for driving chaos to all of us as, 
as, as over 200 million people in this country. We cannot continue on activism that does not achieve targeted and impactful response without making the citizenry a victimhood mass. But th- there that was an ultimatum, continue. and that was why I stressed that. Ultimatums to who? To the federal government. Exactly. So as you implement mass action, let the federal government feel the benefit of the whole action you would be implementing, not the citizenry. I dare say, labor must find very creative ways. I like to be quite theoretical in this sense. In this sense, why? Because it's achievable and it's possible that labor can design picketing met- methods. Yeah. Labor can design innovative methods of putting pressure on where where the non-action is. Hmm. Labor must evolve this. Unions must evolve methods of civil disobedience that puts pressure on the very aggressor of non-implementing agreements. All right. Mr. Adudu, yeah. the Attorney General of the Federation, Latif mm. mm. um, and I'm bringing this question so you'd help us with your wealth of experience, mm. years of reporting mm. in the judiciary. judiciary yeah. Yes. Um, he said, labor going on any sort of protest right now would amount to contempt of court. Mm. And you know the short history of labor mm. and the cases that they have had the back and forth, all the judgments against labor. Mm you know, that the federal government was able to obtain mm. from the courts. Mm. Do you share in that sentiment? Or it's an attempt to merely take away the rights of citizens to express themselves by virtue of protest. And um, bear in mind, again, you know, the communication that took place between him and counsel to the NLC, that is um, Femi Falano, with certain people even coming out to say, look, his opinion on that is just his personal opinion as if anything outside of the court of law, despite being an ACN, anything he says would be a paper with, you know, um, opinion. Uh, the question here is this. Uh, is there a, a court order restraining a labor? In time past, the federal government procured no, such a court order. this particular, I mean, the uh, situation we have at hand now. Okay. Is there a court order? If there is no court order, there is no need in the first place for the SAN, the Attorney General and Commissioner of Justice, to come up with that statement. But if there is a court order, now you also have to a kind of examine you know, you know, other circumstances. Because here you have a situation whereby people are frustrated. You have a situation whereby people are disenchanted. You have a situation whereby people, you know, I want to express their dissatisfaction with the system. This is the situation you have at hand. And you have to give it to them, whether you like it or not. Now, um, doctor has just made mention of the issue of dialogue, which is very, 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 very critical. Why is it that when situations arises, instead of addressing such situations, we try to hide behind, you know, court orders. One would think that uh, the federal government should have been more proactive on this particular issue. And uh, even if you say that there was, there is a court order, you should also have to take into cognizance the situation that the people are facing and the consequences that may follow. Because it is said that a hungry man is an angry man. Okay, so even if a court order, you know, has been obtained, what was the essence of obtaining that court order? 
That is the number one question. Why do you have to obtain that court order? Because first and foremost, it is the, within the right of citizens to protest mm -hmm. and bring their government. Citizens have to, they can protest. It is within their constitutional right. And uh, they bring uh, the, to, to seek for accountability of the government. So it is within their right. So why do you have to go to court? Because all that, I, talk, I made mention of the issue of leadership. Yeah. The body leaders and the followers, if we have the interests of this country at heart, whatever action that we will take, whatever decision that we will take should be geared towards the progress of this country. Mm. Both the, gov the, 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 the leaders and the led. So, but you find out that uh, most especially on the side of the leaders, they don't have the interest of the state at heart. They don't have the interest of the citizens at heart. And you will agree with me that whatever in almost their decisions, over 90% of the decision taken by government is to satisfy their own interest. And that is the reason why they will go to any level. Now, what is wrong in people going to, uh, you know, they want to stage a peaceful protest? They didn't say they are going to embark on a, uh, in, in the rampage or whatever thing that may cause uh, uh, the, the disrupt activities of government or other people. But they said peaceful protest. So what stopped you, especially the security, from giving them back up? And that leads me to another uh, issue regarding the functionality and the activities of uh, security agents, especially the police. You know, the moment somebody comes into power, the police see itself as responsible or accountable to that person that is in power. Forgetting that they are the police, the Nigerian police, they are accountable or responsible to the people of Nigeria and not to that, to those in government. So, and that is the point. So, even if somebody that is in government you know, comes out to say or to make a statement. And then the police, if they have the interest of the society and its citizen at heart, if they know that indeed such a protest is genuine, what stops them from giving them a backup? All right. I know you're not a, you're not a comrade. Um, you'd respond quickly to this question and then Dr. Would also respond. You, both of you are in comrades to the best of my knowledge. I, I am. But, oh, you're yeah. <laughs> All right. Comrade Dr. Philip would also respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so comrade. <laughs> no, he's a comrade. Yeah. All right. What's the distrust between NLC and the populace? You know, certain people have given up on even the ability of the on NLC to make good it's a threat to even carry out this protest up until now people believe that would wake up tomorrow and hear they've cancelled this protest that's typical of them that is typical of the nlc we've seen it we've seen it happen in plateau states i wouldn't want to mention because the state chairman is my very good friend we've seen it happen in plateau state we've seen it happen at the national edge people don't trust them the nlc is no longer the voice of the people as it used to be you know, and so when there, is, that when there is this kind of distrust, of course, you should expect this kind of response. All right. Yeah. Doctor. Exactly re-emphasizing re the Philly. opinion. Re-emphasizing the opinion I had raised that activism must be rediscovered on, on a scale of mass action that is of no hampering and disruptive consequence to a large span of citizens. 
activism must be targeted. Activism must be with results that does not sabotage the very interests of those who activism should benefit. And in this case, we're witnessing activism that needs some reinvigoration. And in this case, yes, people distrust NLC, but I must salute NLC for the efforts it has made over time. And I believe that NLC still remains a very great tool in, in the activism journey for getting our civil democracy to where it ought to be. But NLC must rediscover itself. NLC must evolve new methods. NLC must go through the whole path of a revolution itself to get the kind of outcomes it is created to serve all the unions that make up NLC. As it is, the tendencies of aborting mass action, the tendencies of negotiating when mobilization has reached its climax, the tendency of, of finding mass action that sabotages the very people NLC is fighting for, I think needs some innovation right. to change. Otherwise, what we'll be going through is is a system that would would suffer this diminishing return that right. NLC is, mm. is obviously beginning to enjoy. And I must say that, as it is, yes, um, tertiary institutions that are federal-owned um, universities are beginning to see some some exp some leverage in terms of implementing ag in terms of implementing uh, um, I would say clearly agreements, but. There is a whole lot that hasn't been done over the past three years. Agreements have been signed without being implemented. Mm. There is a whole lot of falsehood by the parties that sign agreements, largely the federal government. Mm. You sign agreements today, agreements are not implemented tomorrow. And that I seems to be... You. Exactly, I'm not honored. That seems to be an evolving habit and a... I would say an evolving norm. All right. This insincerity of establishments must change if mass action will not be, uh, uh, I would say, conducted. But as, as these two parties continue to fight, please, the populace should not be made a scapegoat of this kind of reckless abandon to implementing agreements that engender labor relations. Well, we, you can join the conversation in case you're uh, tuning in. We've been having a chat with uh, Mr. Joseph Adudu and uh, Dr. Philip Nyango. We're looking at, you know, the uh, economic hardship, the response of labor, 0821-287-7777, or you call 90 Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. That is very important for you to do, Gilbert. And you can also drop your comments on Facebook. We are JFM Live and on XY. JFM, just drop your comments there. Thank you. Well, let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello? Okay, not working. Please, before you call, you'd have to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. That is very important for you to uh, do. Maybe, Gilbert, you help by uh, start taking us through Facebook. All right. Albert Dags are on Facebook. Says, I feel government is aware of our plight as a country. But the nonchalant, okay, they are nonchalant about fixing it. Their attitude can be likened to a medical practitioner who can't help a medical condition that has deteriorated, but to watch and hope things turn out for good. It's sad, very sad, you say. Imam Moses Daru says, I don't think the government, especially at the center, is using ideological and realistic measures.
to address the hardship we're facing, okay, we're faced with in the country, there should be a way of giving short time support to citizens while working on fixing the economy at the long run. Knowing fully well that not all things can be fixed at once. Good evening, gentlemen. In the studio, Conrad Longada, who says we cannot keep on doing the same thing and expect a different result. Mm. We are the protesters of Nigerian Labour Congress. When the administration of ex-president Muhammadu Buhari was killing the economy of the country, they should be careful of hoodlums not, hija- not to hijack the protest. Felkuka Factor says protests can't solve anything. More so, the protests would have started from Buhari's tenure. He's the root cause of the calamity we're facing in Nigeria. We can't be used by a group of people. Kenneth Kibinshak says, It's so sad that we found ourselves in this situation of poor economic hardship. To be sincere, the government should set uh, in the right machinery in motion to help reduce the current hardship. People are really passing through a lot. Thank you, JFM. Moses Yaro says the government is intentionally causing untold hardship on Niger- on majority of Nigerians. The truth is that the government has failed us completely. Unfit government is unfit to govern us. Ngubam Sunday Ale says the government doesn't care. Protest is not the solution. We Nigerians are the problem of Nigeria. Always thinking of our pockets first. Peter Dauda Darin says this government is so careless about the welfare of the people. And Ice King James says, All I know is that APC cares less about the masses. Let's pray for the president not to follow the footsteps of the past government. Protest or no protest won't change anything because our leaders um, will not care. Cyprian Mafia says, To me, I see nothing coming out from this Tenubu's administration because he keeps mouth sweeting Nigerians. I think production and exporting our product is one of the best things to do and strong security to safeguard the local producers is the best thing this administration can offer Nigerians. Long Jilong says, I think, okay, I don't think the government really cares about the poor in the society. All they care about is their pockets. I just pray the NLC do the needful by tomorrow. Asobagun Francis says, how can the government fix the economy while the borders remain closed and exporting the little we have to neighboring countries in the night. Farmers, okay, farms are no-go areas. Fertilizers untouchable. Palliatives given to party affiliates. What is all this? Ponsak? Yeah, well, let's uh, take more phone calls. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello? Maybe, uh, Gilbert, you take some comment on all X. Right. Let me all refresh right. the phone the lines. Line. Yeah. Mm. Godwin Sule says, The Nigeria of today, we're living on survival of the fittest, the common man on the street cannot feed again. Mr. President needs to do something. Our economy has died totally. Let's find solution to our problem, not to create hardship. Price of foodstuff in the markets are going higher every day by day. Julius Achiga says, for me, for me all right, President Tinubu, let administration does not care and they lack economic ideas to solve our economic problems. Also, they don't want people to protest. This country may collapse if this administration continues in this trajectory. Hapsin Manasseh has this to say. I, th- I think government hasn't done in it anything tangible to cushion the effect of hardship um, the poor masses are passing through in the country. 
David Salmon Gang then says, For me, I don't see any reason for this protest because even if we did, the government wouldn't listen. Pondman Johnson says, This is inhumane. The way this government is treating us in this country, Dave Dan Venture says, The answer to the question is capital no. Katala Ayuba says, NLC um, is a product of. All right, thank you, anyways, thank yeah. you. Well, let's. I, I do hope that it works now. Okay, well, Sally, uh, we apologize uh, that we can't take phone calls today. Uh, I've done all in my power, but it's like, okay, I hope this works. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling. Good evening, Pastor. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Thank you. I'm Musa Ike Kalu calling you from Bochi Park. For listening, sir. You see, it's very unfortunate the situation we find ourselves. We should be asking ourselves, how do we get to this point that you need to go on demonstration before your right is being given to you? What are the parliamentarians doing? Are they not the people we sent there to represent us, to be a gap between we and the government? All these things we are saying, both the labor and the intellectuals, how far have they been able to go from in educating ordinary Nigerians how to seek their rights? If we really know what the Constitution has given to us, the power it has given to us, electors, all those, all those people representing me and you wouldn't have been sitting there. Even the time they made a mistake by saying that they should give them a value of 160 million. That is when me and you would have started taking it off with them. They would have been in the, at home by now. We wouldn't have got to this stage. Let me tell you whether we like it or not. Our problem relies on the on on, on our representatives. Do, do have any any of us been able to call each and every everyone single person back home? We should know where our problem lies. In as far as they cannot come back home and tell us the situation, what we what we send them send them there to do, we should take it up with them. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is the much we take uh, phone calls, uh, gentlemen. Please go ahead and give your. Uh, Concluding remarks in response to the comments you've heard. I don't know who wants to go first. Anybody? Okay. okay. Um, well, the time is very short. Uh, um, frankly speaking, let me say, uh, it, it, it take a cue from the last you know, caller. Um, it is high time you know, for the people to get involved in the activities of you know, gov- government. Because democracy is, uh, you know, is a, it's a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. Some people have asked the question, um, how do they come to this level? And it, it is a fact. You know, it, it, from 2015 to 2023, it was a bazaar. A lot of things happened, and people were not asking questions. You remember uh, uh, the former the governor of Edo State, yeah, Obaseke. Godwin, Obaseke. Godwin Obaseke. He was shouting that the federal government then under Buhari printing was printing, money. you know, money. Money being printed and not tied to any project. And I think that is the crux of the matter. That is exactly one of the major reasons why we found ourselves. 23 trillion, you know, printed and shared to government officials. And that is the problem. I'm not talking of an issue of uh, uh, minor. 
130 something billion. I'm not talking of the issue of uh, other people that uh, the corrupt people. You know, the six people that uh, an investigation shot in uh, Dubai that, uh, well, if these people are, they are they, I mean, responsible for the issue of uh, uh, subsidy fraud. Up to now, nothing has been. So, what am I trying to say? It's not just going about protests. It is high time that people, people who are the owners of democracy, as far as democracy is concerned, government need to rise up and get involved in activities of government Thank and you. begin to talk right from the beginning before issues escalate Thank and you. you begin to talk of process. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, mean, pro uh, protest. Yeah, sorry. Doctor, yeah, yeah, Dr. Nyango. Yeah, the seeds of yesterday <laughs> sure would uh, be responsible for the fruits of today. And we've sown those seeds collectively as over 200 million Nigerians. And as we harvest, we can begin to hope that we implement the right uh, medications to change the ill health of um, these plants that are fruiting today. And how can we do that? I think that we must find ways to collectively survive. And collective survival will, will sincerely involve getting back to production. We must begin to produce. We must begin to be responsible. And the responsible stakeholders of driving us civic engagements in this constitutional democracy must sit up. Thank you. Unions must be better. Government must rise up to its responsibility. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, gentlemen, for coming. Well, uh, Gilbert, no yeah, final yeah, word. We can't blame Buhari for the removal of fuel subsidy. That's yeah. my argument. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do I have a good evening? Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 